Hello, I am Joshua P. Warren, and this is Joshua P. Warren Daily, and I told you that I recently received one of the weirdest and most amazing stories I've gotten in a long time, and it was sent to me from a man named Eric Jorgensen, who lives in West Allis, Wisconsin, and one reason that's especially significant to me is that in December of 2018, I was in West Dallas, Wisconsin, because I was producing a huge uh, psionics conference and gathering. Um, I had, of course, that's where Charles Casamano lives. That's where Brillock lived. And so Dr. Mulder and I went there. And I say huge only because that I think it was important. There weren't many of us there. It was actually a very small, intimate gathering. So here I was in this area that's not big at all. Maybe, I think the official population is about 60,000 people. Here I am there, and little did I know that one year later, in December of 2019, some very odd things would start to crystallize there. And I didn't know about this stuff until I talked to this gentleman who has well, we'll call it synchronicity. Uh, well, synchronicity sort of crackling all around him. Mr. Eric Jorgensen, uh, welcome to the podcast, Eric. Hi. Pleasure to be with so, you. Man. Well, thank you very much because you, you contacted me after you saw me being interviewed on the Leak Project on YouTube. And you told me this story that has all these twists and turns. Uh, and, and, you know, Eric, um, in order to sort of make sure that everybody listening understands your story, let's just start, well, at the beginning of the beginning. How did you first learn about me and parasymatics sigils? Um, so I, for a living, I test and repair circuit boards at a medical device manufacturer, and I basically yeah, listen to podcasts all day. And uh, it was a probably about a year or two ago, I uh, heard you on a podcast talking about the sigils, and um, I looked into it, and that was about it for like a year. I mean, I didn't, I didn't really think about it much after that until, you know, about nine months ago when all the, you know, stuff happened with the sigils on your website I talked to you about. Okay, so now this story, it does involve a dead body, and and this probably has no connection whatsoever. But getting back to where you live there, West Dallas, as, as, as a lot of the locals try to go, that's, uh, that's Jeffrey Dahmer's old stomping ground. <laughs> so, yeah. Not, oh! Not, yeah. <laughs> Just think of something. You know what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, my wife's father is a police officer, and um, basically he told my wife that Jeffrey Dahmer literally used to hang out around their house by the KK River. Mm-hmm. And mm. so I just, that's all I thought about as you said that. <laughs> Well, I know what that means, but but the the audience doesn't know yet. So okay, so you heard me it, on it, was, and I know what's that? It was when uh, Dahmer was younger. 
Yeah. But anyways, Before, sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So, um, all right. So people interview me all the time and, uh, who knows what podcast you were listening to and, and you heard me and you heard about the sigils and you decided to do something unusual. You decided to take the money sigil and the ghost sigil and combine them together, right? Yeah. To make it okay. symmetrical. And it was also for me and my friend. So I, I basically doubled each and made it symmetrical. Okay, so you sat down because you you know we've been corresponding via email for a while, and you you showed me what you did. You took the money sigil and the ghost sigil, you put you kind of put them on top of each other, I guess, and then you added in your name and your friend's name, right? Yes. <laughs> okay. So then so, I. Yeah. What happened next? Tell us what in your words. What happened next? This was back in. Um, May, I think. I think it was May or maybe March or something of 2019. So out of nowhere, the sigil stuff just popped into my head. And my friend, he's he's kind of into the whole of your your reality is what you you make it, basically. So, you know, I thought, because he talks about that stuff sometimes. So he was talking about it one day, and the sigil stuff popped into my head. So I went on the website and got the images and made the custom image, put both of our names on it, and then I sent sent it to him in my work email, and I said, you know, set this as your desktop image. You know, maybe look at it and, you know, imagine making money or something like that, you know, whatever. So I do that, and about two weeks later, I see him at work, and he's like, dude, I just won 2,500 bucks. I'm like, oh, really? He's like, yeah, I have a gambling app on my phone, and I accidentally hit max bet. Like, my thumb, like, twitched, and it pressed the max bet button, and I won 2500 bucks. So he was pretty happy about that, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, so there's, there's the money part of the sigil kicking in. But oh, let's yeah, get into, first... yeah. Well, so what happened after that? What, what was next? I'd say about two weeks later, I see him again at work, and he's like, dude, I just got a job making twice as much money at, uh, I think it's Rockwell Automation in downtown Milwaukee. I'm Uh like, wow, (laughs) that's cool. So about two weeks goes by, and he goes to his new job, and then they open up his job, and then I applied for it, and I got an interview for it, and I was like, wow. I'd be making more money myself if I get his job, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, he knows the boss, and he basically buttered me up to her and everything. And I went to the interview, and it went really good. Um, and then I'd say about a month goes by, and I don't hear anything about the job, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm talking to him, and uh, I say, you know, it almost seems like the money sigil worked, didn't it? And he's like, yeah, but you know what the funny thing is? I erased your name from the image before I set it to my desktop on my computer. (laughs) I don't know why he would do that. Right. It's almost, I don't know. (laughs) 
kind of not evil but selfish. <laughs> yeah, it, it is weird that he would take the effort to do that. Um, but okay, so he's having all this luck with the money sigil. So now let's talk about what's happening with the ghost part. Let's get to the meat of this story, Eric. What uh, what happened to your son? Oh wait, uh, so wait, we forgot how. Um, so a month goes by, and you know, I talk to him. It seems like the the money sigil worked, right? And then, mm-hmm. then he tells me he erased my name, right? And then yeah. a week later, he loses his job. Mm-hmm. So, so there and was obviously find- a, a repercussion of some kind, perhaps. Yes, I think the universe hit back. Mm-hmm. And then I found out I didn't get the job I interviewed for. Mm-hmm. And I'm just lucky. Maybe him removing my name was a good thing. Like the, my, the pit of my stomach, I, I have this feeling that him removing my name was a good thing in the long run. Mm-hmm. You never know. <laughs> well, yeah, so, but you're well, already seeing at this point, like, something is happening. Something interesting is occurring yeah. here. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, what happens next? <laughs> a few months later, I, it's a weekend, like a Saturday, uh, or no, Friday, sorry. My son goes to sleep over at my mother's house. He usually sleeps over there, you know, once every week or two on Friday night to Saturday. <clears throat> and uh, everything's normal. I wake up Saturday it's around 9 a.m. And I get a phone call from the police saying, we have your son and there's a dead body involved. Exactly what you want to so, hear as a father, right? Yeah, you know, my stomach yeah. just, oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, pit, the feeling you get in the pit of your stomach, oh, yeah, that's oh, terrible, terrible, terrible feeling. Mm-hmm. And we're like, oh, my God, I mean, what if it's him and they don't want to tell me yet? And so I immediately started driving to the police station. But luckily, uh, they called me back like five minutes later and said um, that they have him at a bank and him and his friends found a dead body. Mm-hmm. And so what's the story there? What happened? There was a a man named Robert. Um, He basically apparently drank himself to death at the top Mm -hmm. of the Kinnick River in the tree line. No one Mm -hmm. saw him. I mean, he, he died around when my friend lost his job. Like almost at the exact same time. Now that I think about it. Now I want everybody to to understand something. That uh, I would not be talking to you right now if you were just some complete out of the blue stranger who contacted me with a wild story. You sent me a lot of documentation to verify what you're telling me. You, I mean, this was on the news. You actually, I mean, anybody who's curious enough can do some research and see. The news actually covered this there in Milwaukee, uh, the Milwaukee area, and they said that uh, your son, who was also on camera, was walking down by this creek, uh, which I probably walked by when I was there, and thought 
uh, he saw a Halloween prop, <laughs> and it turned out to be a bona fide uh, corpse that had been there for months that nobody had had even noticed. Um, and what, what kind of an impact did this make on your son to discover a dead body like that? Yeah, he looked pretty flabbergasted. He had like you know the wide eyes and like a, like a calm, wide-eyed demeanor for like a day or two after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you do you think, think that um do you think it had a I mean like yeah let me I'll let you continue yeah what 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 are you gonna say there? Oh no, you can you can. Uh, so so I was just gonna say okay well now now we're looking at this odd combo between. Like, all right, the money sigil is there to bring in good fortune. The ghost sigil is there to bring in something that's uh, sort of deathly. Now, at this point, you're kind of seeing both of these things play out, right? Mm -hmm. Like, when I originally made the sigil, I was picturing, well, if you're going to, if you want help, I mean, ghosts seem to be in, like, this realm where time doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. So, I guess, I don't know if I should have did that or not, you know. I wouldn't do it again if I could go back in time, obviously. Because I basically but, was summoning who knows what, you know. <laughs> and yet, and yet, Eric, the story gets even more strange. Because after your son and his friends discovered this dead body... Um, then very lucky things start to happen to your son, right? Yeah, it's like the universe is going in a sine wave or something, hey? Yeah. <laughs> he, so what, ha- like, what, what a couple, happened? <laughs> a couple days after he finds the body, he, there's a job fair at school, and he went up to a statistician's booth with his friends, and he had, like, the guy had a game you could play where if you guess two numbers and then roll them three times, you'd win, like, a his pen or something, I think. So my son guessed the numbers one and six and then rolled them three times in a row with witnesses. And the odds and, of that are crazy. And, and, and you were saying he continued having, like, incredible luck like that, right? Yeah, he won a total of four school-wide raffles. And at first, I thought maybe the the staff was going easy on him because they heard about what happened. <clears throat> but it's computer-chosen raffles. <laughs> they can't. And, and and so in, you know, obviously your son is a teenager, and so we know that's a chaotic time of anybody's life when you're trying to figure out, you know, who you are as a teenager. And yet there is some kind of organization that seems to be appearing in his life, uh, whether it's luck or something kind of grim, like finding a dead body. You start seeing all this, like newsworthy kind of stuff happened in his life and of course you know out of respect and and sensitivity we don't want to get too much into the story behind the man who apparently committed suicide that your son and his friends found however 
the story also extends even more because you um, you had a, a feeling, an impression that there was a connection between this man and uh, and an amusement park, right? Would you like to explain that? Yeah, yeah. This is this is pretty good. Um, so about a week after they found the body. Um, you know, Wes was really lucky. <laughs> and then I I was on the dead, man, dead man's Facebook profile, just nosing around. Um, I'm not friends with him, so all I can see is what he posted and what people commented on. And he actually said back in July that he wanted to die. And it, it's really sad because... In that message, in the comments, there was a younger woman saying, like, can anybody help me find my uncle? You know, we're worried about him because apparently he was a drifter for a couple months before he died. So I added her on Facebook for the heck of it. You know, I just wanted to ask her questions about him. So she adds me, um, and I start talking to her, and... She's sending me pictures about him, of him, and telling me he was, a, before his life went awry, he was a fairly happy-go-lucky guy, and he's smiling in all his pictures, and he was a decent-looking guy, too. <clears throat> I think he was in his early 30s. Um, anyways, so I, I mentioned to her that I hear voices and see faces in the hypnagogic state. And I told her, so when you go to bed tonight, can you picture your uncle and, and tell him to send me a message? And she says, okay. So later on that night, I'm smoking a cigarette by my side door and just staring off in the distance. And all of a sudden, roller coasters enter my mind. Like I have a mental picture of roller coasters and, you know, lots of people and laughter and stuff like that. And I'm like, huh, that almost look, reminds me of Six Flags Great America. So I grab my phone and I message her and I say, does Six Flags mean anything to you? And she says no. So I'm like, hmm, maybe it was my mind just wandering, you know, because I was just zoning off, off in the distance, and it just popped in my head. So about a week goes by. And on the dead man's Facebook, I also noticed another person commenting a lot on the messages was uh, a man named Mark. So I add him. Then he adds me. And he ended up calling me. So, I, you know, I'm talking to him. He's telling me about the man. And, and uh, apparently one of the kids with my son is this Mark guy's nephew. Mm. How's that for another coincidence? Yeah, that's incredible. Okay, so, and I want everybody under, to understand here, if this seems a little fragmented, well, that's real life for you. And, and you, Eric, you have sent me screenshots and screen captures and all this kind of stuff to to prove that this story is is legit. So, uh I I have a feeling 
that the story's not over yet. Uh, where do things stand right now? Um, how do you, what do you mean by that? Well, I mean, are you are you happy that you took the the money sigil and the ghost sigil and combined them? Is that still is, is something still working in your life, or uh, do you do you feel like that um, you know have you disassembled that? Are you still using it as your wallpaper, your background? I mean, are you still trying to focus on that combo? Uh, no, <laughs> it kind of spooked me and I I got rid of it. Yeah. But I think Yeah. And so what what have you learned from this experience? What has this taught you about the nature of reality? That your intention can really change things. <laughs> and you yeah. need to be more careful. You need, to more, you need to put more thought in what you do. You shouldn't just, I mean, if you hear a podcast about a guy talking about sigils and the sigils being charged up from all of his listeners and all of their intentions and everything, you shouldn't just willy-nilly put things together and, and let it hopefully affect your life for the better. You know, you're playing, you're playing with fire. Yeah. Well, that's true. You have to realize there is power behind this stuff. It is real. But you're the first person that I know of who has combined the ghost sigil and the money sigil. And just, you know, having your experience is invaluable. So before we wrap up this call, is there anything else that you want to, to say to the listeners? Uh, the, the floor is yours. Um, so remember how I asked the younger lady whose uncle is the dead man. Um, so I asked her to picture her uncle and tell him to send me a message, right? Mm -hmm. So, and I asked her if six flags meant anything to her and she said, no. And then I started talking to this smart guy who's ends up his nephew was with my son when they found the dead body. All right. So I start telling this guy, you know, how lucky my son was getting. And he's like, wow, that reminds me of the time when me and Bob were at Six Flags Great America. And there was your confirmation that what you had been experiencing was a moment of importance to this man. Yes. Wow. Wow. Well, Eric, I like cry. I say, yeah, I bet you did. I bet you did. And and, and so, like, I mean... Are things going okay for you right now, though? I mean, like, you've been through a lot of dramatic stuff. I mean, how how are things working out for you uh, with, with the, your experiences from the sigils? Um, not bad. Mm -hmm. I'd say, you know, apart from all this weird stuff, nothing else, really. Oh. Okay. Well, good. Well, I tell you what, Eric, um, I, like I say, I believe that this story is not over, and you and I have already experienced a lot of bizarre uh, energy just in our correspondence. Hopefully, this conversation successfully recorded, <laughs> because we've even had technical problems trying to get this down. 
So you certainly have got some interesting energy swirling around you, my friend. But that said, uh, thank you very much for taking the time to tell your story and be on the podcast, and we will talk again soon, all right? All right. Thanks, Josh. All right, everybody, that was Eric Jorgensen, and I want to reiterate, he sent me the news story there in Wisconsin. He, he gave me everything he could to verify this amazing story about his experiences combining these sigils. So obviously I'll keep you updated, and if you want to stay on top of things, well, go to my website, joshuapwarren.com. There's no period after the P. When you go there, click the link to this podcast called Joshua P. Warren Daily. Always short, always free, commercial-free, independent, uncensored. When you click that link, you can subscribe through various means or just follow me on Twitter, at Joshua P. Warren, at Joshua P. Warren, and I will usually tweet when a new one is available. So, Thank you for listening. Thank you for your interest and support. Thank you for staying curious. And I will talk to you again soon. <laughs>